Welcome to the Shiny Brightly Show. I'm Howard Brown, author, speaker, Silicon Valley entrepreneur, international peacemaker, and yes, a two-time stage four cancer patient survivor and advocate. Each episode will take you from resilience to hope and a whole lot more because Shining Brightly does make the world a better place. Be prepared to be inspired. Hello, this is Shining Brightly. This is Howard Brown, your maestro with the mic. And I have a great show for you today. Three levels of relationships. What is that? We got to find out. I've got the extraordinary Denise uh, Belil here with me today. How are you, my dear? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much for having me on your show. And um, uh, you're up in uh, Canada, right? Yes, Vancouver, British Columbia. How's, how's the great north doing today? The great north doing awesome. You know, we have sunshine and warm weather and perfect summer day. Excellent. We got the same here in the suburbs of Detroit, Michigan. So uh, we're happy. We're great. Let me tell you who's here with us today. So Denise is the founder of the Denise uh, Balil in Motion Coaching. She is a serenity expert, a positivity intelligence specialist. She has over 40 years of meditation practice. Her innate nature to look for the gift in everything around her allows her to guide her clients to new levels um, that were inaccessible to them before. Her clients can have a successful career without burnout. They can also go home energized and spend quality time with their loved ones. Who doesn't want that? All right. Well, we can see that you've got great qualifications. What's something else that we need to know about you? Um, Well, I I have... Or I don't know how to say it. Like I'm, I am intuitive. So whenever I work with my clients, I can sometimes feel that there's something more somewhere, and and then we go in an exploration. And I say, hey, I feel that we need to go in that direction for a second. And then we go explore, and sometimes something amazing come out of it. Like the clients is not so sure, and then we go there, and something beautiful come out and uh, so intuition is uh, one of my great superpower oh i like that i like that a lot so how did you even get started in uh, in this work to do coaching yeah just I mean, yeah yeah like, I, what led you to this field something drew you mm-hmm. in right yeah i've been i've been interesting in health and wellness pretty much my whole life since since adult life since i'm you know like when you're kids or teenager you don't really care about that stuff but as you hit your late teens or 20s it's like you start to I started to think more about my health my being well and how to stay young forever because I didn't want to grow old and so that's what led me to reading different books doing some study doing some uh, retreats about meditation I have about 15 on 15,000 hours of meditation under my butt so uh, <laughs> And so it's just cumulative, right? When you add it all up by doing retreats and by doing it every day and every time I meditate and all that. I mean, they say you have to do over 10,000 to become an expert. So I'm at over 15. So I'm pretty good that way. And um, so then as I move forward, I was doing the regular Joe or Jane life, you know, just going to school, going to work, whatever. But eventually I I end up, I found myself 
doing body work here in Vancouver. Like I was doing massage and I was coaching my client on the table because, you know, what, what do you do? They talk to you about their problem, right? So you help them, you talk to them, you coach them through it. And then eventually I said, well, why don't I do that for a living? Like, and then I took some coaching courses and all that in different modality. And here I am, you know, I'm finally uh, certified in three different modality. And the last one is uh, positive intelligence. So I'm a certified positive intelligent coach. This is, yeah, I have to tell you, you're so right. You're on the massage table. You're getting your nails done. You're getting your hair cut. You're at, I think every place, but the dentist, you start to get your therapy, <laughs> right? You tell them, you tell them what's going on in your life and some of it's good or bad. Oh my God. So yeah. Dentist, you can do that just because you can't talk. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. You want to, but you, they got something in your mouth. So, oh, that's incredible. So tell me the three levels of relationship. What, what is that? Yeah. The three level relationship that I figure out is there's the I, which is me, the we, which is me and the people that are really close to me, could be my partner, could be my kids, could be the people that maybe, maybe your sibling and your parents, you know, depending of your relationship, but the we is the people that, you know, very close. And then there's the day, which is everybody else's, everybody else that you encounter in your daily life. And so what I did is I broke it down to the importance of how do you want to have the relationship first with yourself? What kind of relationship do you have with yourself? How do you talk to yourself? And that has a lot to do also with the positive intelligence that I'm, that I've been certified with. And it's like, what, what do you tell yourself? Like, where are those voices coming from? Like, because we all have voices in our mind. People that says that they, they don't talk to themselves, they're lying. Like, we're always saying something inside, whether it's positive or negative. We always have a little dialogue going on in our brain. I, I, unless I'm the only one, but, you know, please, people that are listening, you know, just let me know if you don't have any voice in your mind. I'd love to know. And... So these voices, these things we're telling ourselves like, oh, I'm afraid or I'm I'm not good enough. Or like, I know I'll find a parking wherever I'm going. Like there's people that always find parking wherever they go. Why is that? And some people, they say, I can never find a parking and they end up ru running around the block five times to find a place. Why is that? It's all about mindset. It's all about what you tell yourself or people that tell themselves like I'm not good enough or... So that's the relationship with yourself. So what, what do you do with those voices? How do you handle them? What do you, how do you talk to yourself? How do you treat yourself? If you do something wrong, do you hit yourself over the head with a hammer and say, you're so bad. You're so, you know, you, you, you know, like you're in a diet and then you end up eating a big piece of chocolate cake. Are you telling yourself you're such a pig? You're such a fat pig. You know, you never, if some people say that, right. Sure, you're never sure. going to be able to, to lose the weight. Why do you even bother and all that stuff? And, and how do you talk to yourself? So, what I help with the eye is to have more self-compassion, to have more love for yourself find ways with through my coaching to quiet down those voices, have more empathy for yourself, have more empathy, then we'll get to that to others. Uh, discover a different solution for your problem. So whenever you have a problems, there's one problem and there's multitude of solutions. So how do you go look for those solutions? How do you see different ways, different in innovative way to live your life and how to move forward in your life and create more joy and create more internal joy? The joy is not having the perfect boyfriend, the perfect job or, or the best car or the best house and the perfect pets, right? Joy is what you have inside, is what it's your innate 
being should be happy and joyful no matter what. Like you lose your job, you lose your, you're on the sidewalk without money. You still have that inner joy inside that will carry you forward. So how do you develop that? So that's the I. So that's yeah, the I first so that's, I want to just make sure. So first one is the I dealing with self, right? Yes. The second one is the we, and these are the people closest to you. Yes. And the third one we're going to cover is the they, those are the others. Yes. Right? This is cool. This is good stuff. All right. So now we talked about the I. Now we're going to go to the we? Yes. We. Okay. We. Yes. We. <laughs> so the we is okay so let's imagine you have a relationship and you have a partner so how's your relationship with your partner how often do i hear that you've been with someone with for like 20 25 years and they're just like it's yeah we're 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 getting along but it's very neutral there's no big loss there's no loss you know the excitement there's no big yeah you know, like uh, sparks or anything like that. It's like, yeah, yeah, we're roommate and we have sex from time to time, you know, whenever he forced me to, or, you know, <laughs> but, you know, women don't have the same sex drive as men. And, you know, there it come a time where a woman has less sex drive. So how do the partner, so let's say you're a man and you're looking at your we, how do I look at my partner, the female, for example, the typical male female relationship, which now it's, so generic that we can have all bunch, but let's look at that one. And okay, so how do I, what do I need to do for her to be happy, right? Or what do I need to do for him, for him to be happy? How can I change my behaviors because our relationship changed? So how can I adapt myself? First, it's always the I always come back. It's not, oh, he's not doing this. He's not doing that. She's not doing this. She's not doing that. Stop pointing fingers, point the fingers at you and say, what can I do to bring more happiness in my life, in my relationships? Yeah, well, men, men might have an unfair advantage called Viagra or Cialis. So <laughs> or maybe, maybe we get an advantage now in the bedroom. We'll have to see, but, uh, but sometimes but, but even, good, sometimes bad. Yeah, but how do you, like I, I met a lady a couple of weeks ago and she was telling me that she's going to be retiring by the end of the year. And I say, oh, what are your big plans for the retirement? She said to, to rekindle my relationship. Because what happened? You work, she worked, like everybody's busy with the kids or whatever the situation is. And, and the couple itself kind of forgot one another to an extreme, right? They mm -hmm. do things together, but it's habitual. There's nothing exciting. It's just the day-to-day -day things and all that. But when you see that it's slightly declined because you work so much and nine to five and all that, but now you stop working and her goal for her was like, I really want to enjoy the rest of the time I have with my partner. Her partner was um, 70 years old and I imagine she must be around 60. And, and then, because I was on the phone, so I didn't see her. I don't know what she looks like, but, but let's say they have five, 10 years difference. So the partner, imagine, lives to 90. She said, well, now we have at least 20 years together. How do we want to live our next 20 years? You know, what are the plan to live the next 20 years being the happiest of our life? And that's yeah, something that not many couples are asking themselves, right? Like you look at the time and you say, how can we live the rest of our life? Make... Like that's one thing that I coach is how to rock the second half of your life. How do wow. I move forward and be able to 
say that, you know, the last 10 years, the last 15 years, the last 20 years has been the best of my life. Yeah, rock the second half. I, I love that. We have very similar philosophies. I, I, I talk to uh, lots of people that have fallen down, whether it's health, cancer, uh, divorce, um, addiction, it doesn't matter. Everyone's fallen down, getting fired. Uh, we've all fallen down. But the first part of that, very similar to the I is, right, lifting yourself up, right? Mm -hmm. Self-care, self-love, uh, work-life balance. And then I love this, the we, because then you're, what she's saying is that I want to lift others up. I want to lift my partner up. Um, and then we lift others. And there's so much benefit to doing that. So I love where this is going. This, this is great. So we, we got to go to the they, then who? Yeah, but the we also can be with your children. So what's your relationship oh, sure. with your children? What's your relationship? And if you go a little bit further, like your parents or your sibling, and these are people that in, in a sense, like we say, we don't choose our family, right? But we have them. So how can we make the relationship with the people that are the closest to us the best? So it's all looking at how do, what can I do? It's always looking in. Don't expect others to change. How can you decide to change yourself so that others are seeing you in a different eyes and will, that will enhance their life? I, I, I hear you. But in, in, in the cancer world that I've you know, been living in for these last six years and then prior, the uh, emotionally, physically, financially, and relationships all break and break down. And so what you're saying is that start with yourself. You're and responsible. Then go to, be responsible, uh, be accountable, and then go to the we and the piece of people that mean the most to you. Yeah, I agree. Oh, this is this is this is all very good stuff. And then the they. Okay. Well, is how how do you see yourself in the society? How do you want to be seen as an individual in the society? We all seen it. We walk around and we see people that are grumpy and we see people that are happy. Like, do you want to be seen as a grumpy person or you want to be seen as a happy person? Do you want to be seen as a person that has trigger, like, you know, that they will they will get angry, whatever you, you do. Or you want to be seen as someone that will be pleasant to be around with or someone that will that keep, people can count on. So, so that's how you want to be like for, for me, I choose to to be more love. I choose to bring more love to the society. I choose to, to be more giving and loving. So if I happen to not do that, which happened, then I, have, I retrospect on my behaviors and I say, well, that wasn't really loving, was it? Like I talk to myself, like I reprimand myself in some ways. I say, you kind of fell down the wagon there. That was not really loving. So what can you do, you know? next that will change that for example if i was nasty or say something bad to someone well i could go apologize i could choose not to which is right which is my right too but you know like you see what i mean right i can decide now that i'm aware that i was not the best i can be i can decide do i go apologize do i go do something else if i can't change like somebody you know driving I give the finger and hit the horn when they pass me on the road and I get angry, then there's nothing I can do about that. But I can be nicer on the road from then on, like be more you conscious, can. right? So I, like I, just I, bring back awareness. I love this because you, you choose love. I, I, I would choose you know, like gratitude, kindness, and hope. But again, it depends on the situation, right? It depends on what you need, but you can always choose kindness. You can always choose love. Yeah. You can always yeah. be uh, grateful. Um, so 
I think I know the answer, but maybe I don't. What's the most important out of the, the I, the we, and the they? It's the I. Of course. It will always go back to me, regardless of where I find myself in the society. It's, it's all about how do I choose to be in that situation. So I, I will tell you that it is, how, how do you break the cycle of negativity? I deal with this with mm-hmm. a lot of cancer patients a lot. Yeah. It's isolated. Um, you know, their health is terrible. They, they're just getting bad news after bad news. How do you, how do you, how do you break that, that vicious cycle? I think it's to, um, and it's not easy, especially the situation you just say, right? Like you have like, no, it's not curable. You have a few months and this and that. My point of view, if that was to be my case, I would create a mindset that says, well, a lot of people were giving a death sentence and they made it. I can be one of them too, right? Even stage four, look at you, right? Stage four cancer and you made it. Like it's, it's, it's a, a choice and then you have to believe it strong enough to see yourself on the other side and to see yourself as somebody healthy, somebody cured, somebody um, that lives a fulfilled life that is healthy, happy, and living to the ripe old age. And it's a choice. I, you're absolutely 100%, but I will tell you that I, I, I always say that I'm blessed, I am grateful, I am lucky, okay, with 4% chance to live more than 12 months, but it took work. The survivorship platform in Cancer and in Life it took work. I found my happy place. I, it doesn't, it just doesn't come to you. You of can't course, just sit, sit, you can't just sit and do nothing. You have to take steps to move things forward or yeah. else you're just going to sit and, and stay. But that's stay the there. thing, right? Like being negative is really easy. Look at the society, right? That's this easy way out. Yeah. Being negative, but choosing awareness, choosing mindfulness, choosing to want to have a happy life, a happy ending, right? Like a, a, a fruitful life. As you mentioned, it all starts with gratitude. Be thankful for every day. I woke up this morning. Awesome. I'm super happy. Like I have sometime migraine and I woke up this morning. I had no migraine. I was like, yay, I don't have a migraine this morning. I'm happy. Like life is awesome. I went out for a walk for an hour and I was looking at the birds and the bees and, you know, like just the fresh air and I live by the, the, the water, the sea here. And I was looking at the sea and the birds and I have errands dry, uh, flying in front of me. And I was like, life is beautiful. Right. And, and you're here today and you're, and you're helping here. so many. You're going to, you're going to, if you help one, it's a bonus, but you're going to help many because we're going to, everyone's get started on your eye. Get started on your eye. Yeah. It doesn't cost anything really. You can get started right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This is amazing. So, um, What's uh, what's another, maybe you have another uh, tip, a bonus tip that you can share with uh, the viewers and the listeners? Yeah, of course. Like, I think it's developing, like choosing. It's a choice. The, the major, and it's not an easy tip, but I'm going to give it anyway, okay. is to be 100, decide to be 100% responsible for what happened to you. So take ownership, take ownership, ownership. stop saying it's not my fault because I have cancer. It's not my fault because there was traffic. It's not my fault because my dog ate my homework. Like be hundred percent responsible for what happened to you and gratefulness. 
right? Once you have those two ingredients, your life will be better than you ever imagined. This has been amazing. So tell, I, I, you have a giveaway, I think, right? Yes, yes. What are we going to give the people? Well, I call it the spring cleaning for your brain. So, oh, and it's not spring. So the fall cleaning for your brain. Yeah, I guess, you know, but the idea of spring cleaning, when we think spring cleaning, we like, okay, we, winter's over, you go to patio, you clean up your lawn, you clean up your patio, you take the cobweb out, you wash the windows. And, and how do you feel afterwards? You feel so good, right? That this, this sense of accomplishment or the cleanliness, you know, or, or if you, if you have like a, I used to have like a cleaning lady that would come here and every two weeks or whatever. But the day that I would come back home after she was here, it was like, I can tell she's been here. Wow. And it, you feel a sense of calm and relax and all that. So we clean our environment. We clean our body. People do body cleanse, detox cleanse, fasting cleanse and all that. We do that, right? We clean our environment. We clean our body. But how often do you clean your brain? How often do you pay attention to what's in your brain and say, "Mm, I don't need that anymore. I don't need that way of thinking anymore. I don't need that limiting belief anymore. I don't need that relationship anymore. Sometimes we just need to let go of people too. Imagine you're cleaning up your garage and then you take everything. We know people that have garage, they can't even put their car in there because there's so much stuff in there. And I'm sure some of you are recognizing yourself. So imagine you put everything on the lawn, on the driveway, you pull everything out, everything. Then what do you do? You sweep, you paint. Maybe you want to put shelves so that you can organize things. You want to buy some bins. So you have to add a few things into that garage. And then you look at the items on the lawn or the driveway and you say, you know, that that old mitt of baseball mitt that has full of holes. Why am I keeping that? I'm just going to leave it away and I'm going to leave that away. I don't need this. I don't need that. Let's give that Salvation Army. Let's give that to, you know, the poor or whatever. And let's put things in bins so it's organized. And in the end, everything is on the surrounding and you have lots of space in the middle. What about our brains? Like there's thoughts and behaviors and way of things that we do or maybe things we eat, maybe things we, we, we say that we need to pull out of our brain and let it out. So the, that little handout, it's not many pages, like maybe 15 pages uh, of a oh, pocketbook. Nice. Well, we're going to put the you- link. We're going to put the link. It's going to scroll the tiny CC forward slash clean your brain. Uh, it'll scroll when uh, we get edited, but uh, people will be able to download yeah, it. And there's a three, three step process. Very easy to do. Of course, easy in the sense that you have to sit down and do it. You know, you do some introspection, but it's like cleaning the garage, not easy. Cleaning your brain is not easy, but then it allows you to decide what, take a, make an inventory of what's in your brain, of the things that are going well, things are not going well, and then make a list of the things you need to add. Sometimes you might need to have some coaching. Sometimes you might need to have some counseling. Sometimes you might need to have take a course into something to add something in your life. If you want to add something, sometimes you need to take courses. And how are you going to apply that in your brain, in your life? How are you going to integrate that into your life? And um, so that three-step process is really cool. This is amazing. So how do, how do people get in touch with you, Denise? Well, they can go to my website. They can. I think I send you some link for uh, my social media and my website. So people can contact me through social media, website, email. My email is my name, denise at denisebelil.com. 
and also your website. Yeah, denisebiddle.com. So. <laughs> well, I want to tell you, this has been a pure pleasure. What's a million takeaways from this, the, the, the I, the we, and the they. Denise, thank you so much. You are shining the bright spotlight on you today. I've got some exciting news. My book is coming for pre-order and then the launch date's the 27th. These are exciting times. And um, you can reach me at uh, shiningbrightly.com. I want to thank you. This was an amazing episode. And really, you shed so much wisdom on people. And they can, they can clean out their brain and they can go through the three levels of relationship and uh, start improving themselves and their lives today. Absolutely. Thank you for being here. You've been a great guest. I, I really enjoyed having you. Thank you. It was a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Shining Brightly with me, Howard Brown. Come interact with me at shiningbrightly.com. And remember, keep on shining.